0: saying so, that here in home waters they were as much at risk from their own king's ships. With the war four years old, and the number of enemies that faced Great Britain multiplying, there wasn't a Royal Navy vessel at sea from first-rate to sloop that wasn't short of its complement. Harry Ludlow had aboard Bucephalus a crew of hard-bitten fighting sailors, all blue-water men, that any king's officer would give his eye-teeth for. Legally they couldn't strip men out of Harry's ship since he carried protections for his crew. But that very thing had happened the last time they'd been this close to home, proof that such judicial niceties were likely to result more in breach than observance. After such an absence, and in line for their fair share of the fortune Harry and the two-year crews had earned them, his men were anxious to avoid anything that smacked of risk— but they had in their captain a man who could never resist the sound of gunfire. They knew he'd steer towards it, even if in the fog he couldn't see that those very same cannon might threaten him. It was in his nature, and had marked his behavior since the first day he took command of his own vessel. But recent events had exaggerated the trait. Harry Ludlow had suffered a grievous personal loss, the men who'd sailed with him from the Gulf of Mexico, via the port of New York, had learnt one thing very quickly. The only thing that lifted his melancholy was action, especially that of the most desperate kind. Happen we won't see them,' said Pender, trying to make his voice sound rational instead of hopeful. "'In this piece, soup we could sail right past, not a yard-arm apart, and never know they was close.' "'Helmsman!' Harry shouted, leaning past Pender to do so. "'Steer two points to Larboard, and tell that bastard Flowers to belay on the bones!' "'Captain!' Pender growled as those very same instruments made from the jawbone of a right whale gave an angry final crack. "'We have no need of this!' "'Nonsense!' Harry replied, his voice as tight as the hand gripping the stay." "'It could be the icing on the cake, "'especially if it's that wallowing tub of a corvette we saw last night. "'A cake we might lose altogether if it ain't. "'You're not shy, are you?' Harry hissed, "'using a tone of voice that he'd never before employed with this man. "'Pender's voice was equally unfriendly. "'I don't know what I'd do if another asked me such a question.' There was a time when Harry Ludlow would have quickly apologised. But then there had been a period, seemingly distant now, when he would never have thought such a thing, let alone said it. Too much time alone had changed him. What his brother James, now on deck and as worried as the rest of the crew, termed introspection? Pender didn't care a toss what it was in Latin, Greek, or double Dutch. To him it was a bad mood that threatened them all. "'an excuse for him to indulge in the very limits "'of the customary relationship he had with his captain "'and chastise the man. "'We don't need icing, "'and I don't need fighting to ease my sleep.' "'Go back on deck, Pender,' Harry replied calmly. "'And that, just in case you're in any doubt, "'is a direct order.' "'The temptation to stay and argue was overwhelming,' but Pender knew it would be fruitless. Whatever bond had existed between them was no longer there. What had happened in New Orleans had changed that, just as it had altered Harry Ludlow. The man who loved life and laughter, and could calculate danger to the inch, was no more. Gone was the captain who cared not only for his crew's welfare, but for their good opinion. "'And Pender,' Harry added, as the man who'd once been his servant, and until recently been a friend, turned to leave. "'You mistake your position. You will in future remember that I am the captain of this ship. We may not be a naval vessel, but that does not deny me the right to impose discipline, to the extent of flogging someone if required.' Pender was too shocked to respond. A most unusual state for a man who prided himself on never bowing to authority and he was hurt, something Harry Ludlow would have seen if he'd turned to look. They'd been together for nearly five years, the only break enforced by unfortunate circumstance, and in that time they'd been through all manner of exploits. The man threatening him with a flogging had sailed halfway across the world to...